Welcome to Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers in Springfield, Jacksonville, and Taylorville. Call now, 629-7970 for answers to your questions about computers, hardware, software, and the latest electronic gadgets, go, go gadget mobile. gizmos, and games. Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. Good morning and welcome to the BLH Show with Fritz Fister running the board this morning. And, and our combined, combined Computers and Internet and How It Affects Real Estate Show. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be a fun show today. We also have Bowl in the house. And uh, I'm sorry to share with you uh, that the phone lines are still not working properly. We can call out, but we can't receive calls. So... I have a solution for that. Call your cell phone. Call the store. Call the store. Leave a voicemail. BLH Computers is 585-1580. You can leave a voicemail with your phone number, and we'll direct call you from uh, from, from here. From here, yep. Okay. If you have a question about computers today, call BLH at 585-1580. And leave a message. They will get back to you. Well, thanks for coming in, and, and that was a great idea, Brian, the uh, joint uh, real estate. Uh, I know. I, there's so much that is technology that ties in with real just estate. day-to-day -day living. Yeah, just just how we, we've talked with Mike Quimby from Green Hyundai on when you buy a car or sell your car, how do you get your personal data off of it? And a lot of people don't realize that the more you integrate your home into technology, the more you have to the, do. The more <laughs> you have to do because, again, as a buyer of your smart home, you have all the codes yeah. to to my door <laughs> and you could just hit a button and open a garage door or unlock the front door. A lot of the time the, the hubs are actually linked to specific accounts as well. Exactly. So if I don't release the hub from my account, you can't connect to it. So you have a smart home that you have to replace an actual physical component for because it's, I forgot to unlink it from my account. So that's just something that's important as well. Well, that's what Brian and I were talking about before the program started. I said, oh my gosh, you know, we actually have people that are looking for homes on occasion that already want everything set up. I said, Brian, how do you get your personal information out of there and how do you switch those codes over? It, I mean, how do you un-Google it? Yeah, it, it's <laughs> a bear because, yeah. because your Google smart home that is typically, or your Alexa is typically your controlling device right. or your phone is if you use uh, Apple's HomeLink uh, program in there, but it's tied to your Google account. And it's actually even more thorough if you don't choose to go one of those two options because you can go other options that oh, are monitored by a third yeah. party. They're not involved through Google. Right. They're not involved through Amazon. You can set everything up yourself and have it connect to your own personal device, but then you have to go through and manually disconnect all of that, manu re manually release any of the codes that are connected to your device. And if you go through and do a overall reaching program, it it's easier when they get integrated in. I don't want to give you my Google account because it's mine. I mean, it's my email address. It's everything. So it is. It's very difficult to detach it. And then mine is light bulbs are in the house. The the, right. the Philips light bulbs are tied to the Philips hub. Each light bulb has to be registered to Google. So I am a technologically illiterate individual. I don't have a smart home. I have a smart wife. Yeah. So I don't have to worry about anything. <laughs> <laughs> and your Google account isn't anything you've got plugged in that you can unplug and say, here, you plug your Google thing yeah, in. Right. You're yeah. going to have to reset the whole thing up. 
Oh my gosh! And a lot what of the nightmare. times you have to be connected to these devices, so you have to be within the location. So if I just sell the house and move out and go out of state, you will have extreme difficulty removing my information from those devices. Correct. Usually, I have to be within the location. So I, I have a perfect analogy. How many times have I gotten the calls from my clients saying, please track down the seller and tell them to cancel their cable account because I want, they won't let me hook up until they do that. Yeah. And so it's kind of the same it's, thing. Yeah, it, exactly. exactly same thing. Because yeah. it's, and we deal with it on the recycling side that it comes in, it's tied to an account. So it has to be factory reset in order to even be tested and reused, yep. or it has to be shredded because it's, it's passcode locked and you can't do anything. Some devices you can't remove the account from. They're just, they're said and done. There are certain uh, Amazon uh, outlet plugs that you buy that you buy them through your Amazon account and they come pre-programmed with your account information and will only connect to devices that are in your account. account. So you can't change that information. I am so glad I'm technologically illiterate because (laughs) I don't want to learn all that. Well, and... If you buy a home that, because again, people are looking for them. Uh, if you buy a home that has a Nest thermostat that's in it, yes, that's one of the simplest ways to make your home smart. Your Nest will control the thing. It keeps the temperature right. It does everything perfect, and it learns your habits. It knows your habits, Fritz. Yep. You got up at 2 a.m. this morning, yes. and we're doing all of your work and doing everything. If I buy your house, I do not want it to think I wake up at 2 a.m. and have everything done the right way. There's a little bit of a learning curve with your home. It's got to get adjusted to you. But you have to reset it. That's I need your passcode if you you put a code in it so that the kids in the house don't change the thermostat. I understand. And, and that's one of the uh, smart features of a home is, is the thermostat being able to have the heat up, down, cooling, and so forth to help with your utility bills well, and so forth. But, but before people think I'm absolutely, totally crazy, I usually get up at 3 o'clock on Saturday. Oh, okay. I, got, I, I got up at 2 <laughs> you o'clock this morning. You slept in a little. Okay. Just, or you got up early. Bowl, it was Sorry. the greatest <laughs> thing in the world that it, that it happened that way because at 4.30, my, came, uh, my internet went out. Mm. And I would have never had all my uh, real estate data pulled. But you randomly woke up earlier, picked that information. Not randomly. You were scheduled to be here. (laughs) I I did it because of coming in to help you guys today. It's an hour earlier, and and it didn't come back on until 7.30. There was no way on God's green earth that I was going to get all that data pulled and and put together. But, yeah, it's uh, the primary things that we see in the real estate industry are are people wanting to make sure that they have uh, high-speed internet service. Right. It's the, really the number one now, thing. Do you, When you are selling a home, do you make sure and, and, and use that as a selling point of this home has, uh, in the Springfield area, you're able to get the I-3 broadband in this area so you can do fiber optic, or this area is a uh, uh, Xfinity area, or I'm really sorry, you're going north of Riverton in the country? You're looking you're, at satellite. You're going, you're, looking by at satellite. Lake, yeah. you're going by Lake Sang, Chris? Yeah. Yeah, there are certain areas that typically it's when we're going out into the rural areas of yeah. the counties that uh, we have those do, questions. Do you find that uh, the the buyers ask those questions? Oh, absolutely. They, they are... Savvy yeah, now that they ask yep. uh, ask those questions. Well, how many how many people uh, during COVID 
started working from home, yep. then never worked from home, then and, now... And found out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we talked on the show about it's essentially a utility. It should be considered a utility. Almost every house should have it provided to them, but yeah, well, in the rural areas... You were like showing me a home. Uh, Heather and I were looking at oh, yeah. uh, the option, and when we were looking through it, and we're going, well, this is... Really like, nice place. All right. Hey, Fritz. They really liked it. Where's there the was cable one jack? Thing. There, yeah, there's one thing. There were no cable jacks no in the whole house. in the entire house. I'm like, how do I get internet? Yep. How do I get TV? The, <laughs> this home is literally, they remodeled it, and I'm guessing the person who remodeled it was the homeowner that did it. So they did they didn't use that, so therefore they didn't notice that there was no cable jack in the living room. Hence a tip for anybody who's <laughs> listening and thinking about uh, remodeling their home. Be sure to run your cable <laughs> yeah. jacks. And, well, and, and, yeah, because Now, would you say... I, I, nobody wants to spend... Uh, buy an expensive home. It was an expensive home. Yeah. Nobody wants to buy an expensive home and then have to rewire it. Yeah. Right. Uh, one of the things that I've read is uh, there are really bad home improvement upgrades that you can make. Uh, there, there are some bad ones that you can do, like by going with uh, oh, an elaborate, over-the-top uh, kitchen or something uh, like that that's very user-specific to you. Is a smart home and putting the money into upgrading it with the smart features, is, is that a good... Uh, good selling point for the house. I, you know people are asking for it occasionally, but is it a positive aspect or is it a negative aspect still at this time in this market? Depends upon the buyer. It's just like a swimming pool. Some families are desperately dying to have a swimming pool. Some families don't show me anything with a swimming pool. Some people say, oh, we really would like to have a smart home. Most people don't even mention it. They just discover it when they get there. They discover it when they get there. Is it capable? Is more? And, is the home capable to? And, and so be you set would say, if I were deciding to sell my house, uh, I should get rid of any of the smart technology that I'm not planning to leave. Oh, absolutely. It's just like grandma's chandelier that you have hanging in the dining room. You don't hang a tag on it saying this does not stay because then it'll become... It's the focal uh, point. <laughs> yeah, it's a focal yeah. point and the buyer will definitely... Want it. ...mandate that you leave it or I'm not buying the house. Yeah. Are there, is, has there been anybody who has actually been turned away from a house because it contains smart features? For instance, you don't really control the the uh, blinds in this room. It's all smart. So you download the app, you control it from your phone, and people are like, oh, that's that's too much for me. No, I've not run into that. That's anecdotal because I'm just one guy out of 700 <laughs> agents here locally. Uh, yeah. But I have not run into that, no. Okay. At the beginning of the show, you were like, oh, I don't have a smart home. I got a smart wife. So I just didn't know if, like, purchasing a house, if they told you, you know, the garage door, it doesn't open with the remote. You have to download an app, sign up for an account. A lot of the smart stuff does some, require some kind of yearly subscription. So that could be something that... I wonder if that is something that would need to be mentioned up front or not when purchasing a house. It's I, got the smart devices, but you I need would a subscription as well. Oh, I, I certainly would. Uh, be, it's just like a homeowners association. If there's a fee, yeah, yep. yeah you should you disclose should, that. You should disclose yep. that. And if there's fees associated with your smart home, I would certainly disclose that as well. Because yeah. I know ADT. And I, I haven't done a whole lot of look at it. They actually come out and set it all up for you and tie it through their own hub. That requires uh, a subscription.
cage match music. We've got our cage match music going. <laughs> well, we missed that break I, accidentally. I missed maybe one of the commercials on the break, and I apologize about that to all of you who wanted to listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> we're just we're having such a good conversation, and it's it's so current. This is it, such it a is. current thing to think about when people go to move. If the location is smart in advance or if it needs anything to become smart, some of these devices, like you're talking about, Brian, centralized hubs, they're linked to your account, and there's really no way to unlink it from your account. Not easily. You just take the device with you. So you remove the central hub but leave a lot of the smart components, and then the next person would come in would have to bring their own hub or they would have to replace it in some way and then link the rest and, of the components to that. And one of the things that I had thought of uh, – that could be a issue is if you just remodeled your kitchen and you have all the smart appliances that are in there, you know, the refrigerator oh, that tells fridge, you things. When your milk is about yeah. empty, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't want to leave it. Yeah. But you're not going to show a house without a refrigerator because I'm still living in it. That can become an issue at that point because, again, it's tied to my account. I'm not going to disconnect it from my account. But I mean, even if you do just, if you just Does it don't become grandma chandelier? Well, it depends upon the buyer because in that situation that I'd recommend, dependent upon the buyer, if they wanted a smart fridge, we would just give them a credit to purchase their own, take mm. yours with you. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And if they didn't care about it, we would give them a less of a credit because they're more expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you said uh, before the uh, buyer that has the issue uh, with the seller not turning off the cable. Uh, right. And, and that. Right. What happens when the buyer does sell and they didn't disconnect their account or they don't know their own passwords to be able to do it? It was. Yeah, that's unfortunately a big issue. Yeah, it, in this it was a, a younger couple that died suddenly, you know, and we don't have access to these things. Now, what did we do? Um, in Washington, D.C., there's Congress. You have to go to Congress <laughs> to, to get that one worked out. No, it, it, it's a nightmare, Bull. You're right. It's it's a huge issue. You almost get a, have to get an attorney involved. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of devices that can be factory reset just from a simple button on the device yeah. itself. Sometimes that doesn't remove the account from the device. It, with iPads in specific, you factory reset it. The moment it turns back on, the very first thing you have to do is put in the original, uh, original username user, and password. Yeah. The email address and password to unlink it from the account. So you have to know this information, and if you don't know this information, it's a literal paperweight. You just send it to Apple because it's it's completely totally useless. And, and you know that's why I bought the house is because it was smart. Yeah. <laughs> so, if the couple, yes. so if the couple passes and nobody knows any of their login information at all, if they have purchased any of these devices that cannot be factory reset, you would almost have to get a lawyer involved or an engineer of some kind to come in and, you know, look at what or replace them. physical components need to be removed Phys and replaced. Physically have to replace them. Well, you see, gentlemen, I and I want to just share this with uh, you who are listening this morning, and thank you for taking your time and sharing your time with us this morning. Uh, I am not technologically savvy. I, I freely admit that. However, I employ people who are. Yep. I am not savvy about HVAC. That's why I have a guy for that. I have staff that helps me with monitoring all my emails, doing responses, doing electronic signature uh, sendings, uh, you know, everything. 
so that can keep me out in the field serving the people. And I've got you guys yeah. for my technology <laughs> well, stuff. So if you uh, have questions about a smart home and issues, like they're suggesting, yeah. somebody left their smart, but you don't have a code to get in, you're listening to the right guys. Yeah. And the phone number at uh, BLH is 585-1580. We did receive a voicemail. They did not leave any information of any kind. They just listened <laughs> to the voicemail. So if that was you, you need to call back and, and give us your phone, phone number, number, number yeah. and we'll gladly call you after the break. So <laughs> I, I'm yeah. really glad that you brought that up about having like an HVAC guy. You know, you might have a lawn care guy. You might have a guy who, you know, repairs your roof, something like that. There, these are things that you don't necessarily take care of. When it comes to wireless technology, when it comes to accessing cameras, when it comes to this kind of accessibility, security is always the number one concern. If you are making the devices in your house, talk to the internet, talk to the general World Wide Web, there's ways for people to access that stuff. So your options really are you control all of it yourself. You know how to make sure this is secure. You know how to make sure nobody can bypass any of this information or that's another yearly subscription you need. You would need to have somebody monitoring your internet, making sure nobody's, you know, if you set up some of these cameras as like a, a baby monitor or if you set them up as like a, a, pet, monitor. a pet monitor. Yeah, you. We've, we've actually talked on this show before about some devices where they're just... They just give a wireless signal out so anybody who can see it can connect to it. And if you haven't gone through and changed the security on it, Leo and I actually, uh, yesterday, we were trying to set up a wireless printer for somebody. If you bring your computer, your wireless router, and your printer in, not connecting it to the internet, we can make it all talk to each other. The guy didn't remember his username and password for his router. You can access it through the computer on the internet, and it has the default admin and password because he never went in and changed it. So anybody driving by, if they see his router and they can talk to it and they can access it, if it just has the default uh, username and password, you get access to it. So I was just going to mention that guys like me are not going to yep. be listening to you or trying to get into your system uh, because I don't know how. It's usually guys or gals that don't have good intent Yes, that are snooping around, I would guess. And then there's the occasional, oops, I was just driving by and this popped up, I would imagine. Yeah. So people just curious. Well, That's, yeah, not necessarily malintentions, but just, I just want to access your stuff. There's no security on it at all. Just look through your stuff and leave, whether they do anything wrong or sometimes not. Sometimes when uh, I'm at a hotel, I always travel with my own internet. I have my own secured bubble that I travel with. You know how many unsecured networks pop up for me when uh, I'm trying to connect to mine? Oh, I bet. And if I needed internet right now, and Fritz's unsecured network is sitting right there, <laughs> I may I may be tempted to grab Fritz's internet. Just borrow it for a moment. Yep. Get it's that not, message off. It's not against the law for me to see your wireless router, find out what model it is, attempt to put in the default username and password, and then if I gain access to it, it is technically your fault for not securing it whether you're supposed to pay somebody to secure it for you or you're supposed to go in and change that information. Well, we're going to be heading for a break here. We are. So and when we and, come and, back, and, uh, we're going to actually talk about yeah. doing this in an apartment. Yeah. So how would you go about taking a non-smart home and making it smart? But in something. a temporary method. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. 
So a lot of the things that we'll talk about will be things that you can remove and you can take with you. And talk. Let's talk computers and internet with BLH Computers on 92.7 WMAY. Springfield's News and Talk. Welcome back to Computers and Internet. Let's talk Computers and Internet with Brian and Bold this morning with... The Real Estate Edition. With the Real Estate Edition with Fritz Fister with REMAX Professionals of Springfield running the board for the gentleman today. Uh, and we wish we could answer your questions live on air. However, the uh, phone systems are not working properly. So and, uh, you can call BLH Computers at yes. 585-1580. We are closed now. It will immediately go to voicemail. And is all you have to do is leave a voicemail. I'll get an email of that and we'll call you back. And leave a message. Yeah, you have to leave yeah. a message. <laughs> yeah, leave a message. Leave leave your phone number if you yeah. if, if you would, please. Unfortunately, 6297970, we can call out. Can't receive calls. Yeah. Very odd. Yeah. All right, Bo, you had a suggestion before the break. You're yeah. So yes. one of the things that I wanted to look into as far as researching for this show was how would you go about making a non-smart home or apartment into a smart home or apartment? So the main uh, differences between like a smart home and a non-smart home is typically automation, uh, control of environment, and security. Those are really the biggest things. You can get all of this sort of stuff that is temporary, so you wouldn't have to drill any holes in anywhere. You wouldn't have to actually install any physical components into anything that uh, you can't remove. So it's all stuff that you would be linked to your cell phone or another kind of similar tablet device. So if and this goes for even if you purchase a million-dollar home and the person who built the home didn't have the foresight of the Internet of Things coming about and having the wiring ran to be able to run all of this, it might cost a huge fee to in order to run the new wiring in this home. Yeah, so good point. how would you go about automating some of this stuff? So there's certainly devices you can get that are like our automatic garage door openers that would link to your uh, cell phone. There are environment sensors that you can get. Um, really, the biggest difference, one of the things I wanted to look up would be like a yearly cost in running this sort of stuff for somebody who doesn't already have a smart home. To start out, we're looking at about a difference between $250 to $500, and the real difference in the cost of those are the cheaper one requires a subscription fee, so part of that is a yearly fee that keeps moving forward, and that has much higher security than the other option, which is no subscription fee, but I control everything myself. So that was kind of what I was talking to earlier, where if I know how to watch my internet, I know how to control my security, I don't have any problems with setting up wireless cameras in my house to make sure my pets or my children are safe. Uh, it is a little bit more expensive, but it is much more private to go that way. Whereas if you wanted to go with like the ring accessories or the wise accessories, those typically cost a yearly subscription. So $300, that might sound like a pretty big chunk of change, but that would get me two wireless cameras and three entry sensors. So if I were to leave a door That's open, if I were to leave a window right. open, if I were to leave my garage open on accident, I would get some kind of notification of that and I would be able to wirelessly, remotely open or close it. Um, the doors, it would just let you know that they're open or closed. So the garage door opener is, of course, a thing you can control. Uh, you know, uh, speaking of that, I, I mentioned earlier in the program, I don't... I don't have a smart home. I have a smart wife. She's the one that has the app for the garage door. I, yeah. I don't. And and you can buy. Uh, I bought one for mine. My garage door opener is an older garage door opener. So I just bought the Chamberlain adapter. 
yeah. that really? it plugs in, and is all it does is it works with the phone and ties to the wireless network and sends the signal just like the button. Yeah. You know, that uh, probably is true of other brands as well. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Uh, Liftmaster and Genie and... Well, you don't even have to have a Chamberlain garage. But, I mean... It it just sends the same button signal. (laughs) One of the things that I was looking into are actually wireless controlled outlets. So it's almost like you see, you know, the little plug that you have that your cell phone, the cable plugs into, except it's a full outlet on its own and it's wirelessly controlled. So whether you need an account for that one or not, I would just have a device on my phone and yeah, say I wanted to turn my microwave off while I'm in the living room, just push a button on my phone and it turns this specific outlet that it's plugged into off. So you would use that in a apartment that doesn't have overhead lighting, right? or you wanted to be able to control the, the lamps around, you would plug it in so that your phone would control them. But when you leave, you just plug the, the lamp, you just take it out of the outlet. It, is, it didn't require any screws. It didn't require any removing of anything. It's you take it with you. So having a non-smart home or having an apartment, you do have the capability of having sensors on every door and window that tell you if you accidentally left them open or not. You can have a sensor in every room that would control the environment, which would go back to some kind of smart thermostat. You can have sensors that will tell when I walk in the room, it can automatically turn the lights on that I want it to. If I push the button on the TV so that it turns the TV on, it can automatically turn the lights off. So this is stuff you can have enabled in your home without needing to have an actual smart home necessarily. Right. They're just accessories that you purchase. So so you don't end up with the issue of investing into the home. And is it a selling point? Is it a detraction? You don't know because again, it's designed for an apartment type of setup. So you just take it with you. It, it's right. Really- well, that, that that's the first I've heard of that, and, and that's good to know. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, what is that uh, one security system on online, uh, safely secure, whatever the dick yeah. is. They, you hear them advertising all the time. They they were invented for the apartment. Yeah. Uh, and, and so it just makes sense. If you just keep thinking along the lines, you can control other items. Yep. Of course, the uh, thermostat's the biggie. The thermostat, the nice thing about a Nest is you could install a thermostat as long as you get permission from your landlord to replace the thermostat they have and just keep it. And then uh, replace it's, it when it's you leave. Col- it's yeah. color-coded co- so that you just would plug it back in yeah. however you wanted to do when you left, and you just take it with you. Well, I keep learning all these neat yeah. little things. I was want to share with you, gentlemen, that uh, back in the 60s and 70s, they used to wire homes. How smart is this? For the formal living rooms that we don't have anymore, yeah, uh, they had to have two switches in the room. One would be for the ceiling light or fan, whatever was there. And one for the side lamps. One for the outlets, That's or funny. or uh, it was just for uh, one of the two outlets. Uh, the top or the bottom controlled it, like one switch controlled all the bottom sections of the house. Yeah. It is, I've weird. seen a couple houses built yeah. like that, and it is very interesting to see that. They're very so, yeah, annoying, you just, too. You just leave your lamp on, and you just push the light switch, it turns that outlet off. 
So that's very similar to what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's where you what just, I was thinking. I said, these old boys were thinking ahead. Yep. Well, you just plug a little block into and then plug your lamp into that little block, and you control that little block wirelessly. So you just turn off the electricity that is leaving the outlet going into the lamp. There are smart light bulbs you can buy that don't require any kind of account. You just... Yep connect you just download whatever app they suggest and most of the time the really neat feature about the smart light bulbs are uh even if your place is not wired with any kind of dimmer functionality the light bulbs themselves are made yeah. to have multiple colors and multiple brightness settings so whether it's a smart home or not you could have your lights dim as if it was in a movie theater and when there's a you know if you're watching an action movie if there's an explosion you can have your lights flare red all over you can have it where i walk into my bedroom and my lights automatically turn on and if it's nighttime they slowly brighten up so it's not a you know flash bomb grenade going off in the middle of the I'm night. A guy I went on off and and the other thing like my uh, my yeah. Phillips hues that I have at home they're controlled by uh, by voice so I come downstairs and tell them to turn on and all that stuff but sometimes if the internet is off it can't get that signal right light switches do still work yeah. you just turn it off turn it back on and just like with anything with computer, typically if you turn it back off, yep. turn it back or turn it off, turn it back on, it 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 works all of a sudden. I did uh, one of the devices I wanted to mention is there is a little physical device that you can place over your light switch, and it makes your light switch become wireless. So it's just a little device that you receives a wireless signal from your phone, and it moves your light switch up and down. And really, these devices aren't <laughs> terribly oh, expensive. Just shoot me now. <laughs> What I'm hearing here, Bull, and, and I, you know, I may be a little long in the tooth, but I'm I'm hearing a whole lot of lazy. Yeah, I'm certainly there. Some some. Yep. some cool and some economy. Yeah. With the Nest, it's the economy yeah. of controlling the temperature and, yep. and your utility bills. With the cool, there's the flashing red lights yeah, during your the movie. Flash of the light. The lazy. And the lazy is all the rest of it. <laughs> Do you need to, you know, walk in the room and have the lights turn on automatically? If it doesn't happen, you walk in, you stand there in the dark for a couple seconds, just angry because now I have to flip a switch. <laughs> so I get what you're saying as far as, yeah. you know, and some of this stuff certainly promotes laziness, but it's it's an accessibility Sort of One thing. of the things that uh, I thought of when you were talking about the uh, in the 60s, they wired for the, the light switch that way. Now, if you are doing any type of light outlet repl- or a so- uh, plug-in socket replacement, I would highly encourage you, especially in high-use areas, mm-hmm. uh, to put in ones with USB ports. Oh, yeah. I was going to bring that up, too, because I sold a home uh, not too long ago that had the USB ports and not every outlet, but in, in a number of the, them. In important outlets. Okay. The one on the kitchen okay. island. I, we may have our phones fixed. I don't know for sure. But well, I'm got to call. I, I'm going to. Well, it's it's it. light. I'm gonna, we're going to try it. Hello, you're on BLH. Hey, good morning, Fred. Yes, morning, we got a call. It came in from Florida. Are you in Florida? Are you here? No, I'm I'm here. But okay. I, it I finally worked. Yay. Yes, I have to tell you, it's it's uh, that garage door thing. I was wondering just yesterday how I'm going to do that because Sharon is getting long in the tooth too, and she forgets <laughs> to close the garage door. Yeah, I understand. I got halfway to the doctor the other day. I said, you close the garage door? She dropped me off. I had to drive all the way back home. To- <laughs> okay. Well, uh, Chamberlain this makes one. Perfect, perfect stuff. 
for all these idiots that walk around can't go to the bathroom or nothing without their phone in their hand. Next thing you know, they're going to have automatic flushes. You got an app for it. They actually have those already. <laughs> they don't yes, way ahead yet. of you, brother. Uh, and Chamberlain but, but, does no, make a good a one great, that I've used. Show. I'm, I'm learning a lot here. I'm not sure I can remember it all, so I'll have to go to the podcast. Jess, I say that. Jess, I'm standing here, and I can't remember it all. <laughs> you know, I, I'm getting that way, Fritz, and I, I, and then when the, when the Internet goes out... We're going like to a break, brother. Oh... Sorry, Jess. They, uh, they, uh, we have, have to cut you off because we got to go to a break here. You guys have some pretty creepy music here. What, hey, what's it's up not with our that? fault either. The phones are not our fault. <laughs> the the music is not our fault. We just show up and answer questions. <laughs> Halloween, okay. is, Halloween is right around the corner, so. Uh, oh, okay. Well, I just thought that was kind of spooky. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, we think the phone lines are working now. So, yeah, if you want to call in. 217-629-7970. And then remember, this is a special extension. Ended show. So while Bull does have to go to work at uh, ten o'clock. Oh, you're gonna stay here. Cool. Yeah, Brian's uh, staying over. I from, am from staying my hour. on so that if you didn't have a chance to call in, now that the phones are working, you can stay on. And yeah, this is a special extended edition of Computers and Internet, the Real Estate Edition. So, I, and I did want to touch <laughs> on the caller real quick, just what they had brought up about as far as an automatic garage door opener. The ways that you can go about doing that is you can com- completely replace the entire garage door opener and that you can have it connected to its own app. Everything's built into the device there. The cheaper version instead of doing that is you just replace the, you just make it a wireless outlet. It's a little device that's no bigger than like the Apple plug-in that your phone cord plugs into and then the the garage opener plugs directly into that and then you can trigger the garage opener through the outlet itself wirelessly through your phone and then at that point uh it's you would get a little sensor that it's just a little tiny device that just there's two parts that connect one on the garage one on the house they're basically temporary so you don't have to like screw them into the house or cause any damage or anything and if those sensors aren't close enough it sends a notification to you to let you know you left the garage door open so you Voila! can very there cheap, you go Jess. You can very cheaply <laughs> and easily convert your non-smart place into a smart place and these devices even though they are wireless and they require their own electricity it's it's no more than plugging your cell phone in and leaving your cell phone and, to charge 24-7. And just one of the cool things that I've done with this this device is our Schwan guy. I've missed him, but we can't miss him because that's grocery delivery. And uh, so he uses the Nest doorbell and rings. I'm like, oh, man, it, John, here's what I need. I tell him. And I'm like, and here, open, open the, the garage. garage door and he'll put it in the freezer for me. Since I wasn't there, because that's the high quality right. of service that uh, that they provide. So you can take care of this. A really cool feature that a lot of people don't think about with their smart thermostat. When uh, Heather and I travel a lot, uh, we may be gone for a week at a time. Uh, kids are with us, so, you know we turn off the air conditioner at home. Well, when we're on our way home and it's a 10-hour drive, (laughs) you just log in and turn the air conditioner back on so that it'll have the house at the right temperature when you get home. But you're not running it I didn't even run the air conditioning the entire time. Does the home get musty during that? uh... You don't notice it when you come home. Because yeah, the, the air conditioner air. takes it right back out. Yeah. yeah. So, and that. back to the Swans guy, if uh, 
if you wanted to, not saying he would forget if he accidentally left the freezer open, it's only 20, 25 bucks for these little sensor devices that I'm talking about. They just connect to your phone wirelessly. If he were to accidentally leave your uh, freezer open or if you you connected one to your garage, it would just send a little notification after a couple minutes. Well, yeah, but I couldn't shut the freezer. Not in that case, but at least this is a way to notify you if you left your door open, your garage open, if your freezer's accidentally open. That's where the lazy has to be set to the side and you go home and close the door, Brian. <laughs> if you're in town. Or call him back real fast through the nest and be like, hey, you didn't, you left the door open yeah. on the freezer. <laughs> yeah. But I can shut the garage door from the phone. Yeah. Right. No, so no, that, I know that. Yeah, there's definitely stuff that you can do completely and totally remotely, which is very cool for somebody who, if your house isn't designed to be smart. I can see a practical use for that. And then, of course, the uh, cameras that you can put on your porch to watch the uh, packages that yep. are delivered. Oh, yeah. Almost everybody gets oh, deliveries now. All the time. And the more you connect this stuff, you can be sitting there watching a movie, and if somebody comes up and rings the doorbell, you could have it turn all of the lights on and actually a video show up on your TV that shows whatever it, video footage is outside. The movie. It'll pause the movie. It'll, <laughs> yep. Oh, my head hurts, guys. My head just hurts. So you can have it. You can have some really cool stuff done that I'm sure a lot of people attest to laziness as well. But there's a convenience factor to it. So how much of this convenience do you want, as opposed to the more convenience you add to your life, the more security you have to be aware of. That's always one of the biggest things is the more wireless devices you connect, the more failure points there are. And that's why going back to your earlier uh, statements about the $300 or $200 versus the $500, the $300 difference, I'm the guy going with the 200 and paying the annual subscription yeah. because I want somebody else to monitor the security because well, I'm not capable to do it. I'm not trained to do it. Don't want to learn to and, do it. And we're here to help with the questions that yes. you have. But the one thing BLH doesn't do is go to your home. Yeah. Well, you have to bring everything to us to repair. Uh, we're a you know, great repair shop and all of that stuff, but we don't go to your home. You don't if make house calls, We do doctor. not make house calls. <laughs> we can give you the name of a company that does. That we've uh, worked with for 10 years? Yeah, more than 10 years. Tech to Door is a great forever. company. We've Dave, had them out. Thank you Dave, very much. Dave Eider takes care of that. and uh, But we don't leave the building. We're here if you bring it to us. These are problems that have to be solved at home. And Dave's company, Tectador, they do a uh, a great job of coming out and setting all of that stuff up. The uh, Your friend, uh, Jess, that has uh, the garage door issue, he may have some difficulty figuring out how to do that on his own. I don't know his level of technical expertise. This is what Dave would do uh, so that you don't... It, it works, and then we, he gets we it would set need up on Dave, his phone. Uh, yes. Uh, Jess is uh, visually impaired, and, and Sharon's like me. Oh. <laughs> so uh, we, we just don't know what we're doing. Yeah, we had somebody bring their computer, their router, and their printer to us, and although this wasn't connected to the Internet, we were able to connect the devices to each yeah, other. through the router, because the but router if, is your control device. if you device. take this home and set it up, and you accidentally set something up incorrectly, or if your Internet service going to your house was the problem in the first place, what you did bringing it to us, we wouldn't necessarily have resolved that. We just make sure everything else is working as it's supposed to be. Well, we called Dave one time and he didn't come. He sent Josh. I think it was yeah, his Josh. Name. Josh was awesome. Mm-hmm. And I'll just be real honest. Oh, he did a... I'm not we savvy. But, we do not partner but, with bad companies. But Amy, <laughs> but Amy is. And she goes... 
oh, that guy was good. Because yeah. <laughs> right. how do I know it works? That's all I yeah. care. Right? We we don't partner with bad companies. We've worked with Dave for over ten years, and uh, he built his business around our business, and he's really got, done a great job. Yeah. But we are a computer sales service and recycling center. You have to come to the the building. Uh, we actually do have a uh, a guy who will come to your home and pick up your TV if necessary. Uh, but you can contact us at BLH Computers, 585-1580 is the Springfield store. You can find us at blhcomputers.com. You can follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. The Springfield store is at 1832 Stevenson Drive. Jacksonville is at 824 South Main. And Taylor is my favorite address of 123 West Main Cross. So you can follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, all of that. And remember, I'm staying on...